0: You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon here. I'm the team leader for student ongoing Bible studies and the lead editor for Explore the Bible Students. And we are looking at Job and Ecclesiastes, two of the happiest, most upbeat books in the Bible. Um, No, I'm kidding. These are tough books. And the stories of these books are kind of, in some ways... Parts of them are depressing and difficult, but they illustrate something that I think is really important for students to deal with, that they're going to deal with if they haven't already. And probably you do have students who are experiencing this reality, these kind of realities right now. We're all experiencing the kind of realities laid out here, in the here and now, if we were aware, if we were more spiritually cognizant of the reality of the world we live in. But it's this, we live in a broken world. And our world is spiritually broken in complex ways that go deep. And so Job is going to bring up the question of why is it that righteous people sometimes suffer? Like, people who are good, like, I get it, okay, let's let's pause and just say, okay, the Bible says none is righteous, no, not one. Like, that's in Romans three. I get it, there's a sense in which none of us are right before God, but... On the whole, Job in this book is described as a righteous person, as someone who loved and feared God. And so in a very real sense, he doesn't deserve what's going to befall him. And this brings up this question that we all deal with at times, at one time or another in life, and it's why do bad things happen to good people? Or maybe the reverse, like why do good things sometimes happen to bad people? Um, and these books are going to force us to reckon with the complexities of life in a broken world. Like Job in a way, isn't necessarily going to answer this question for us in a way that's completely satisfying to us. Like, at the end of Job, we're going to see God basically saying, like, hey, Job, um, do you know how the earth was formed? Um, Do you understand how uh, the earth is sustained and formed and how its creatures live and thrive and, like, how all these things work together? Have you thought about how deeply complex the world is? And so he's essentially saying to Job, like, look— you are not in a position to question me. Um, and so uh, that's not an easy answer. But it is it is a good answer because it tells us that we serve a God who's in control, who's wiser than we are, who sees things that we don't, who's in control and and operating in the world in a way that's on like a whole other level than what we are. Uh, but today in session one, uh, we're going to look at the beginning of Job's story, the beginning of the story about how deeply broken our world is and, 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 and how to do life in the midst of that, like how to have a relationship with God in the midst of life in a broken world. But this session, session one, is titled No Matter What, and our central truth is this. God is worth falling, no matter what, even when it, when it seems like there's nothing in it for us. And so there's a question, question number three. It's the key, one of the key questions. And the, by the way, the way these are designed is, you know, these are questions you don't want to miss. Like, whatever you do, don't miss this question. And it says this, what did Satan claim about Job's faith in verses 9 through 11? How can we make sure this accusation isn't true of us? So in verses 9 through 11, Satan is, is, has sought counsel with God, and Satan answers the Lord and says, does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you placed a hedge around him, his household and everything he owns? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns, and he will surely curse you to your face. Do you see the accusations Satan is making? He's saying that that Job's love for God is only rooted in the blessings he has, like in the good things he's received. Like if, if Job didn't have this wonderful family and this, this wealth and so on that like he would curse God, right? So really, I think in a lot of ways, we miss the point of Job when we only think about it in terms of um, the problem of evil, right? This idea of like, why is there suffering in the world? Uh, if God is good, why is there so much evil and suffering in the world? I think that's the question that comes up a lot when we talk about Job, but really it's, uh, this is a book about what does faith look like? in the midst of a world where there is where there is suffering. And Satan's saying, if you make Job suffer, if you allow Job's to suffer, like, God, if you allow Job to suffer, he's not going to want anything more to do with you. So that's a really important question for us to pose to ourselves, thoughtfully and carefully, and to pose to our students. Like, where is your faith rooted? That's what this first passage is about. This That's, that's kind of what Job is about. Like, is our faith in a God who's bigger than our suffering? Is our faith in a God who's big enough that he can have reasons and purposes uh, behind our suffering that actually lead to ultimate good that we can't see or understand? Um, If God is transcendent and holy, isn't it possible that he has purposes and reasons that just won't ever, this side of eternity at least, just won't ever make sense to us? Um, And I think the answer to that question is yes. Our God is big enough, he's good enough, that we don't always understand why things go down the way they go down, and yet he can still be good. We'll get into that more later, but um, this this is a challenge to us to consider. Is our faith deep enough? Is it rooted firmly enough in Christ that should suffering, should difficulty come, that our faith won't be something that we give up? At the outset of this study on Job, I think it's most important to challenge our students to consider what they think about God. Where they stand with god um job when he when he faced suffering he tore his robes shaved his head fell to the ground and worshiped saying naked i came from my mother's womb and naked i will leave this life the lord gives and the lord takes away blessed be the name of the lord and throughout all this job did not sin or blame god for anything i want that kind of faith I think you probably want that kind of faith too. If you're someone who's leading students to study the Bible and seek the Lord, like I think that's the kind of faith you want. Let's think about how we can instill that kind of faith in our students. Um, I'm praying for you as you lead this week, and I'm thankful for your investment in students and your commitment to use Explore the Bible to help students pursue Christ. I'm excited about this study because this is vital. This is absolutely vital. We live. In a broken world and we need to think about what does it look like to be faithful to christ in the midst of it what does it look like to trust him that he's bigger than our suffering that he's bigger than our frustration um it's going to be a good it's going to be a good quarter i'm excited about it and i'm excited to have you along for the journey we'll see you next week thank you for listening to the explore the bible students leader training podcast where we equip you the leader to teach the bible and point students to christ Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.